0: Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein.
1: Thank you for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein, your host of Buy the Books and owner of Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I have with me Chris Gross, producer extraordinaire at Frito Nation Productions. Thank you so much for joining me today. You
0: know, I love being on your podcast because the way you intro I'm me glad. always makes me feel so good. So. but
1: <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and thanks for
0: having me, Lindsay.
1: <laughs> so, you actually came up with this topic today. So,
0: think- this is where this idea, this idea kind of came from. So, I'm thinking about... When you are out speaking or telling other people about your business, mm-hmm. what is the best way to get people to learn more about you, learn more about your business? And and I think the one word that continues to pop up in my mind when I think about this is engaging. Are mm-hmm. you engaging when you're telling people? Right. And so the reason I thought about this was we do our, as part of the Allen Fairview Chamber of Commerce, we have a Tuesday morning networking meeting.
1: That is very specific. Yes, it, it is. <laughs> and I hope you don't say anything yeah. bad about them now. I, I will because not because they will. Fr- no, <laughs> I have.
0: I have nothing. I have nothing bad to say about about them at all. But Lindsay, you've been to the meetings. Frito and I, I are have. there at the meetings, and they have the opportunity where you can. Everybody gets to do a thirty-second commercial, and right. I think we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But you can do a ten-minute presentation. Yes, and so Frito and I. We're going to present for Frito Nation Productions recently, and we began thinking, how are we going to do our presentation? Now, Frito had a PowerPoint that he had used previously, and I what I wanted to get into was some of the statistics mm. about how people are more familiar with podcasting than ever. What the numbers look like in podcasting now versus 2006, when this was kind of getting started, and even the the percentage of people who listen to podcasts now versus you know five years ago, and so I started thinking, man, you know, even one slide of presenting percentages and numbers,
1: (laughs) and I'm like, you're falling asleep thinking about it. We're we're
0: scaring people out the door with (laughs) with just that. And so I, 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 we thought of the, uh, a, a really interesting and a fun way, we think, was where we played like an interactive game where we got people on their phones answering questions and we had people coming up to us after and they were saying, hey, that was really fun. Thanks for the presentation. And we had multiple people come up to us, you know, inquiring, hey, I'd love to, to come in and talk about podcasting. And so I say all of that to say is I think... We have got to find a engaging way to present your business because, Lindsay, we have all been to those meetings (laughs) where people, all they do, they click through the PowerPoint, click, 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 (laughs) click, start to finish, and there's nothing else. And I think the And it's even
1: worse if they're just reading directly from the slide. Yes. And if
0: there's like multiple sentences, sentences (laughs) versus PowerPoint slide- Nobody wants to sit there and read PowerPoints. No, no. So we've become ingrained. I think we just kind of use PowerPoint as a crutch. Yes. And we're like, this is the way I'm going to do it.
1: Absolutely. And
0: so what my recommendation would be is, hey, don't get me wrong. I think PowerPoint has its place. Yeah. And it can be very useful in presentations. But don't say my presentation is a PowerPoint. You, you've got to find a way to get creative, Yes. whether you're going to do some sort of audience participation. One thing that I thought was really great was, um, I think back to someone who presented at the chamber uh, a couple of months ago, it was Steve Stump, a guy you've had on your podcast. Uh And he came in and he taught some very practical things. And he had uh, giveaways to do audience participation. And so when I think back on previous presentations, I continue to think back to his because of the so way- So I wasn't that he was there in.
1: that week. What was yeah. it he did that really appealed to you and, and stuck with you?
0: So it was, the first thing was audience participation, because I think it's so easy when you get into these, three, four minutes in, people get drawn to their phones, mm-hmm. they kind of tune out, and then when you say, all right, let me see a show of hands, or do this, do that, and I've got a $15 gift card to hand out. All of a sudden that brings everybody back in. Yes. Even the people that you had lost before. And I, I can't remember exactly what he had them do, but he said, Okay, you can we've got two giveaways, you know, first person to do this gets this, then the next person gets this. And it was a real easy way to kind of bring people back in and, and get them I like that. Get them involved. And the other thing he did, and I know we've talked about this, this is what you do, Lindsay, is teach people something. Yes. Like There's no, there's nothing worse than leaving one of these presentations and you say, I was bored the whole time. (laughs) I got nothing out of it. it." And when you can leave and you can say, hey, Lindsay taught me how to do this. And now I do this in my business every week. Guess what? Now they're thinking of Lindsay Klein. They're thinking of Sakline. So it's just about... And it's going to take some work, you yeah. know, it's not as easy as, hey, I'm going to type some things out on a PowerPoint and, and we're good to go. You, we've got to find a way to get creative when presenting our business and telling other people. Yes. About our business. I
1: agree. And that's the easy thing to do, right? Copy and paste some facts yep. and figures yep. and paste them into a PowerPoint. And you really don't have to remember anything, right? Because you can just right. read it. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's yep. definitely the easiest way to do a presentation, but not the most effective. Yeah. Um, I do like doing PowerPoints when I have the opportunity. Yes. I opt to do them rather than not. But I don't like wordy presentations no. at all. Those are like kryptonite to your presentation. Like if you're working on a, an, on a PowerPoint, do not do wordy. Get yes. as few words on there as possible. In fact, I'm a really big fan of some kind of image and oh, yeah. like one or two words, you know, something that'll kind of help trigger me on what the next topic is yeah. or the next point is but something that is just kind of eye-catching, but not wordy.
0: Yeah. Almost like an outline where you can get the point across. Yes. The audience will understand what you're going to talk about. And maybe it's a key point that you mentioned for them to write down or something. But if every word you're saying is in the PowerPoint, again, I think that's just continuing to drive people away. And then at that point, what was the point in doing the presentation right, exactly. in the first place?
1: Right. You're actually probably hindering yourself more than you're helping. Yeah. And if you if you need for some reason to get all that information in there, do more slides. Yeah. You know, instead yep. of having one slide with 15 paragraphs on it, yeah, just opt to do lots of different slides with just a, few words on it yeah so but uh, less is more when it comes to powerpoint less is more (laughs) yes (laughs) and stories um i don't think people realize you know even if you find those facts and figures and statistics interesting most people are zoned out yeah they're thinking about what they're having for lunch (laughs) or you know what they have going on in their business whatever it is um but when you start talking Um, telling a story, people are back in. They're engaged again. So that is one thing that I try to do. Whatever point I'm trying to make, I try to bring in a story. In fact, there was this one time (laughs) I I don't have a story for that, but (laughs) but there, there's always things you can bring in, whether it's kind of appealing to the fear you know, like this worst case scenario that you heard happen or had a personal experience with or something funny. Funny always appeals, right? If you can think of a funny story to go along with it. Even in my 30 second commercials that we oftentimes do in the networking settings, I'm trying to think of some story that I can, you know, summarize and it's got to be 10 to 15 seconds long, right? Yeah. Yeah, But that can hit home the point explain in some way how my service can help them. You know, in my case, it's bookkeeping services. So how does that story tell them that they need to come talk to me? You know, one story that really I, I use for this a lot Um, it's kind of speaks to the fear emotion. When I talk about how you need to make sure that your bookkeeping company is keeping your data, your information safe. Um, and a lot of people don't think about that, like mm. where their data goes. Yeah. So the story, which I'll, I'll tell the long version <laughs> instead of the 15-second the version, but I had a bookkeeping client that was a towing company. And they would tow repossessed cars into their lot. And so they had... I think even by law, there's a time frame where the person that owned the car, well, the bank, I guess, owns the car, but the person that was driving the car, they had their personal belongings in it when it got repossessed. They have a certain time frame to come pick their belongings up. So this towing company, they got so much stuff accumulated. They got to the point where they were just dumping it in the dumpster if people didn't come pick it up which, you know, I I came to do bookkeeping services for them and I saw all this stuff getting thrown away and it was like sickening. <laughs> and so I made a deal with the owner. I said, would you let me take that stuff and just have a big sale and I'll give you a cut, you know? It's yeah. like, this is sickening. This is stuff people could use, you know? So we made the deal. My brother and I got, we we filled up a van, I don't know how many times and took it to wow. my parents' house and had a huge yeah. sale. So in this dumpster stuff that they had pulled from people's cars there apparently was a tax preparer that got his car repossessed and he had a bunch of tax returns in his car that of course somebody that had worked at the towing company had pulled out of the car they had stored in their facility for a while and then eventually threw it in the dumpster which ended up at my house okay and this is people's tax returns their personal financial information their social security number their address Kids' names, kids' socials.
0: Goodness gracious. Yeah.
1: Looking at a stack of these. So, this is the kind of thing that people don't think about whenever they're hiring a tax professional or hiring a bookkeeper. What are those people doing with their information? And so, this is one of the stories that I can pull from for that 30 second commercial, just kind of summarize that story in 10 seconds and explain the importance of making sure your bookkeeper is keeping your data safe. Right. So that's something that you keep someone's attention. Yep. You appeal to their fear. You explain why you're a step above other people that maybe not keeping your information is safe. That's the kind of thing that I think, um, to, to kind of pull from is those stories, find a good story to hit home the point. Yes. Yes.
0: Would you agree with that? No, I I agree 100%. And that makes that connection even, even stronger. I've got I'll tell you what my I, I think is the most effective thing you can do in a in a 30 second commercial and I'll tell you that in, in just a couple minutes. That's what we call a radio tease, Lindsay. Ah. That's my radio background <laughs> coming out coming out here. But uh the reason I'm doing it later is because I have a story to tell you. Nice. And it comes with some <laughs> advice. And the advice I would say is Know your audience before you do your 30 seconds. (laughs)
1: Okay, we gotta get I know what you're about to say. We gotta give the backstory though, because some listeners may have not heard the episode that we talked about this.
0: So this is all (laughs) gonna it's a it's a it's a funny story that I wanna share, but I think we can we can put some crack practicality behind it. So we had our podcast a couple months ago, and that's when we were talking about, you know, the the scarcity versus the abundant mindset. Yes. And Lindsay, you were at a networking group. Yes. And you had mentioned that you were giving a presentation at a different networking group. Yes. Now you were not promoting the other networking group. No. Per I was se. promoting yes.
1: my showcase where I would be speaking at that but I mentioned by name another networking group. So I told the story in that episode, the scarcity versus abundant mindset. I tell the story. I didn't name any names. (laughs) Did not name any names, but I tell the story about how I was basically scolded at this from the networking group president. I was scolded by him for mentioning another networking group's name. Yeah. So in that I tell the story about how I decided this group I not, just did not yes. align with yes. what I consider to be an abundancy mindset, and I chose no longer to attend. Yeah. But you and Frito still occasionally stop by there.
0: Yeah. So we've got, you know, some good, good contacts that are there. I don't mind the lunch. I think the lunch is actually pretty good. But we ended up there, and I, Lindsay, when I got there, totally forgot about everything that happened. And I'll <laughs> tell you why. Because whenever i'm on the spot to do my 30 second commercials to do my pitch i just lose it i freak out because it's
1: interesting to me because you seem so like polished and on top of it i would never think that you would have anxiety going into something like that and,
0: and i do and it's like you know if if i'm know i'm doing it i can have a car ride on the way where i think of something but then i get there and we sit down and i go oh my gosh, I forgot we were doing this. And so I'll tell you what I did. We had just finished recording with you. And we go, oh, I'm gonna talk about Lindsay because Lindsay's amazing.
1: And, and I this go, is the group that doesn't like me very much yes, at this point. But, you
0: know, I go big brain fart a little bit and I'm not thinking about it. And I go, you know, and I'm starting to talk and I say, you know, everybody, uh, I-, I think everybody's got, a everybody should have a podcast for their business, and I said, and here's uh, a good person or a, a good reason is I said, we just got done recording with a bookkeeper, <laughs> and you know, and I'm saying, I'm like, I never would have thought about podcasts for a bookkeeper before. But no, I did go, did you
1: actually say my name, or did not say, say your but name, everyone knew, <laughs> but I said, a
0: bookkeeper, and I said, and and she is awesome at this i said she stepped in day one she was like a podcast pro and i said you can just tell from the way she presents herself the way she's engaging in her podcast that you can that the audience is starting to build relationships and so i said this to this group again not thinking about it i look over at at frito He's laughing, still don't make the connection. Everybody is really weird around me. Still don't make the connection. And then we're walking out the door and Frito goes, dude, you need to know your audience. And again, still doesn't click. And he goes, you talked about Lindsay. And then it all comes rushing back and I go, oh my gosh. I was like, I am so embarrassed. I said, I can never show my face at this group again. And so I will say all of that to say is know your audience. Know you're speaking to. are
1: you saying you didn't earn any browning points with that group associating yourself with me? No, I I didn't. And and I just want to be out
0: there and I want to be clear that I I do not mind associating myself with Lindsay at all.
1: (laughs) But not in that setting. But
0: should I have maybe came up with a different 30 second pitch um yeah maybe um but you know in that you know did I I don't know if I really upset I I don't know I, I you know I don't the only person I heard from was Frito and I don't know if he talked to anybody and so it's like when you do that you know do you scare people away do you in anything that you say that upsets people maybe upsets a networking group I mean are you pushing business away long term you
1: never know yeah. i mean it was memorable right yes <laughs> so maybe it, it somehow resonated even though it was in a ne- negative content uh context maybe it's still
0: i bet you know. i will go down in the history books in their networking group no,
1: i will go down you, yes you will
0: book. and now i'm a footnote as part of Lindsay's. <laughs> As part of as part of your story. Uh, but I say all that to say, you know, know your audience, know who you're speaking to. And obviously it depends where you are. You know, if you're in the networking event for the first time, I'm not gonna say don't do your thirty seconds until you know who you're talking to. But uh Maybe put a little more effort into it b- beforehand. Um, so, so there's my story, and I hope everybody enjoyed that because for me it was a pretty cringy experience. Like when I realized everything that happened, and yeah, I, I I was telling you earlier, like as soon as I left, I got in the car and I called my wife, and I was like oh my gosh, you are not going to believe what I just did. Like I spent all day thinking about it. it. It just absolutely, it just absolutely wrecked me. And that's what you get when you don't prepare. Like when you just show up and you just try to do it. That's what, that's what happens.
1: But I will say this: nothing extremely horrible happened with that group, but I just think because I'm one of those that can't just quietly walk away, I got to make my descent known. Yeah. <laughs> And I've now
0: publicly attached myself to the Lindsay Klein grenade in this group and there's no detaching. I've I've exploded with you. So
1: you know what? I'm all good with that. Yeah. You're in the cool kids group now. Yes. So congratulations. I'm, we're here. We're here.
0: And it made a great story for the podcast. Yes, so I, I hope there it, you go. I hope it was worth it. Do you want to know what I think is the best thing you can do in a 30-second commercial? Because there was probably the worst thing you could do right there. (laughs)
1: That's not the worst, actually. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, worse would be boring, where they just don't remember what you said at all. That is true. they get that's worse.
0: They get to the end and they say, man, I have no idea who Chris is, what his business is. And there are people like that. Yeah. In every 30-second group. And I think that a lot of it is not being fresh with what you say. When you say the same things over and over, it becomes too repetitive you know what the other person's going to say and at some point you go man i don't even know what that person Mm -hmm. does they just get up and they they talk exactly so yes that is bad my what i think is the best thing you can do is have a catchphrase or a rhyme like at the end something something that is that is memorable uh honest accurate bookkeeping performed on time for me very easy to remember you know And some of the networking groups we go to, some of the more memorable ones, you know, there's a a a roofer at the end, they say, hail happens. An insurance agent, do you dare to compare? It's just something that's easy to remember. And again, like I hear these only once a a week week. and it's for two seconds, but I remember them. And I remember who it's attached to. And so I think if you can close with something catchy and memorable, that's how you're really gonna stick in people's minds. We I actually had
1: this one. conversation come up at the evil networking group that I mentioned at the other group. <laughs> so at one of our weekly meetings, we were talking about your tagline, you know, that yeah. you've given yeah. your 30-second pitch. And so we had kind of broken up into small groups. And the group I was in, we were helping each other kind of come up with catchy phrases. And just on the fly, we came up from one... Um, there was a CPA at the table. And on the fly, as a group, we helped them come up with one. And I think it's really good when you can put your name in there. Because yeah. not only are they remembering what you do, but they remember your name. Yes. And his name was Kent. And so we were kind of playing around with what could we do to like throw the IRS in there or, you know, something yeah. like that. So finally, he, his new tagline was, uh, does the IRS have you bent? Call Kent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really clever. Yeah. And we came up yeah. with that in like five minutes. Yes. So it's a really cool way to just get people to put with the face your name and what you do yeah so i like that
0: yes yeah me too and and like i said it's it's an easy way for people to attach something catchy to you yeah uh, you know i think of like those catchy songs even the ones you hate they get stuck in your head yes, but you, you remember can't, you can't forget them oh y- i have yeah. an
1: example of those. okay i don't even think they have this commercial playing anymore but <laughs> kia kay. you know the big rats That they, I don't even know if they use these in their marketing. Do you remember this? Weren't they, I think they were
0: hamsters. Were they hamsters? Hamsters or rats or
1: rodents of some kind, right? Like, ooh, first of all, (laughs) just ooh. But they were using this in their marketing, right? And these rats would be like in their cars, you know, like jamming around town. It's like, what? Right. And every time those would come on, I'm like, hate these <laughs> commercials with a passion but i still remember them as yes. much as i hate them do yes. i remember any other commercials that were playing at that time no but i remember the rodents <laughs> yeah yeah and it's kind of the i think we see that
0: formula you know with um with a lot of the the super bowl advertisements yeah it's what can we do that's going to be Maybe a little weird, but yeah. memorable. memorable. And it's gonna stick it's gonna stick with people. You know, one thing you said that I just realized is so important, attaching your name to your catchphrase. Because you can memorize the catchphrase. If your name's not part of it, all you may remember is the catchphrase. Yeah. And this is what I say is one of I, I think one of the biggest can be one of the biggest fails in television commercials is if I can remember what's in your commercial but i can't remember the company yeah, it's for. Exactly. You know there's one i'm thinking of right now it's where the lady comes in and she's talking to all the different personalities of herself and she's like you know it's uh sad me, happy me, optimistic me and at the end they go me, me, me and so
1: i can <laughs> i
0: can hear that in my yeah, head. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what the business <laughs> is. <laughs> like what the company is, you right? You know where they
1: do that well? Jake from State Farm. Yes. And I feel sorry for anyone that has the name Jake, right? <laughs> because inevitably, and I'm yes. so sorry, Jake's out there everywhere, because you always are getting, oh, it's Jake You're from State to- Farm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny.
0: We've turned like the company name yes. into a joke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think if think about this, how do we add this to our 30 seconds? How do we add this to our catchphrase, something like that, that that can make you memorable. I I think the things we've touched on today, it can all be driven back to being engaging and being memorable. You know, give a presentation that people are going to remember, tell that funny story. And then in three months, they're going to see you, Lindsay, and they're going to remember... Oh my god! Hey, tell me more about what what you find with those tax papers, oh, yeah. right? What What else did they have that they were given to you in the van? That's something that they're going to remember you by.
1: And actually, I have a lot of people when I tell that story that come up to me afterward that like want like more information yeah. about it or yeah. just want to say that's crazy, you know, yeah. something like that. It gives people not only. That memorable aspect where they remember yes. you, but it also yes. gives them something to come talk to you about, yeah you know, because maybe they not they may not necessarily need bookkeeping services, but it's kind of an entry point to yeah. have some topic of conversation that they can come up to you and feel comfortable talking about, yeah, so that's another strategy
0: and I think another important thing that we can kind of look over is the presentation is great, but what you're presenting. Has to be top notch too. Oh yeah. Um. You can have the greatest presentation, but if if someone gets to you and you you have kind of a a negative personality, your presentation doesn't matter. If your your business isn't doesn't have good customer service, it doesn't matter how good your presentation is. And so, Lindsay, that's one thing I think you've done well is you've you've kind of paired the two together where it's hey, I've got a great presentation. And then when you come in, then you go, oh, this is why the presentation is so great because Sakline is awesome. I love working with Lindsay. And so I would say as much as you want to work on your presentation, make sure what you're presenting is, quality. is is quality as well.
1: I would agree with that completely. If you are just BSing, yes, <laughs> it's probably going to come through. Yeah. Like there has actually yeah. been studies shown that people have a good BS radar, right? So yeah. if you don't really believe what you're saying, mm-hmm. people are going to catch on to that. Yeah. Here's the other thing is confidence is huge. Yep. And I'm sure we've all been through presentations where the person giving the presentation was as nervous. You could see yeah. how nervous yep. they were, yep. how just out of place they felt, um, how unsure of themselves they were. That. Is automatically gonna put your audience in a state of just nerves. Like you feel bad. You're uncomfortable. Like you're uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of like just watching a train wreck. You're like, oh boy, this is gonna be bad. You know, you can feel it and you feel the discomfort. So there's a lot of tricks out there that you know people can find anywhere about how one trick if I'm ever getting nervous, is calm your heart rate because your, your heart will start racing. And if you get in that flight or fight mode, then yeah. you're, you're pulling resources from your brain down to other parts of your body, which is not what you want. So calming your heart rate down. And actually, studies have shown people that look at aquariums it actually calms your heart rate. Like there's something calming about wow. an aquarium. So, I I use this tactic if I'm ever starting to get nervous about something and I feel my heart yes. starting to speed up, I'll just like close my eyes and visualize an aquarium. Just think about, you know, yeah. the calming effect of that to right. get my heart rate back lower. So, that's one tactic to use because you want all your resources going into your brain, not Anywhere else yeah. <laughs> because that's where you get the you know you get stuck right you have those moments of i've I've done this presentation ten thousand times and right now I'm drawing a complete blank yeah it's probably because right now your brains don't have your brain doesn't have the same resources it had when you practiced because you weren't nervous then yeah so
0: that's, that's that, one big thing that's really good and um for those of you who have a a Roku device when you let it sit for so long it goes to like aquarium. I love watching it here in the Frito Nation studios. I watched it at my house.
1: Nice. Um,
0: my daughter hates it because she knows that if it's on the aquarium, that means, you know, we're not going to watch baby shark or something. <laughs> but you're right. I've just been subconsciously enjoying this for so long. And I think I'm starting to figure out the, figure out the reason why. There you go. Kind of playing along with confidence. And I think this is, this is maybe the last important thing I would say is when you get up there, Let's say you're walking up to the front to give your 30 seconds and you trip. (laughs) Or you're up there and you stumble along your words. Don't get flustered. Just own it and play off of it because that will then become memorable. Yes. And people are going to say, man, he took the tripping and he turned it into something funny. And now I remember it. Yes. And so any... Really anything you can do up there, short of, you know, accidentally, I don't know, like letting out a swear word or something, you know, anything or some kind of disastrous wardrobe malfunction. Really like I, anything that happens that you think is negative, you can spin into something funny. And then yeah. when everybody leaves, they're going to go, man, like, Chris had the the funniest 30 seconds today, yes. and it was something you weren't even intending yeah. to do. Yeah,
1: you can actually turn those moments into some, something that causes people to like you more. Yeah. I mean, we all relate to those moments. We all have them. When you do something embarrassing, everyone (laughs) can relate to that. You know, and I think sympathy automatically goes to the person when they're in those situations. Like, oh, if that happened to me, that would be horrible, right? You know, so it's not like people feel negatively towards you because you had an embarrassing moment, but your ability to just kind of turn it around into a positive will automatically cause people to like you more. Yes, yeah, so don't see those as a as a kryptonite. Those are good. Yeah. You know, those yeah. those moments actually are what make you more authentic. Um, they, they see you in a vulnerable moment and how you handle that. Yeah. So I think it's good when that stuff happens.
0: So, Lindsay, you are a networking pro. You Am love I? networking. You are networking all <laughs> now the time. make sure to
1: say that in your next 30-second <laughs> commercial when you go to that group, all right? I, I will. I think I'm just going to
0: – all my 30 seconds from this point forward are just yes. going to be about Lindsay. Yes. Um, so with all the networking you do – what do you think is the presentations that people can give that that work the best? And what are the people that when maybe they're giving a 30-second commercial, or even if they're just, and maybe this is the way we want to take it, if you're just in a one-on-one with somebody, or there's a couple people around and they're talking about their business, what, what are the good things that you see from people and what are the bad things?
1: So... Really, I think the thing that hits home the most is when people, when I can relate it to myself, my situation, my business, my life, etc., right? Yeah. Those are the ones that are going to stick with me the most. And that's true for anyone, I think. If they can relate what is being presented to their situation, it's kind of the same as when you're buying a house, right? They say, you know, you stage it so people can see themselves living there, right? If, if they walk into an empty house and they can't visualize it, there's no connection there, right? right? It's kind of the same thing. You're trying to, s- to tell people why they need you in their life. That's what's going to hit home. And it may be just something like, I really like this person. I want to spend time yeah. with them because they're super cool. It could just be that.
0: Yeah.
1: Or it could be, I need this service. I can see how this would greatly benefit me. Whatever the connection is, at the end of the day, if you don't somehow tell that person why they need you in their life, it's going to be lost, right? They're going to walk away and probably never remember you again, you know? So, that's, I think, the biggest thing. But people's favorite, like, especially if you're in a one-on-one setting, people's favorite topic is themselves. (laughs) Yeah, And I think, yeah. you know, so this is, this is one thing I always keep in mind when I go into a meeting is A, this person's favorite topic, no matter who they are, is themselves and what they have going on, right? B, if I'm talking, I'm not learning, right? Cause I already know everything in my head and I can only pull from what's in my head if I'm doing the talking, right? So yeah. that's the second reason why I'm incentivized to do more listening than talking.
0: Wow. That's but really there's good. a
1: lot of people that don't take that strategy and you will sit there during the whole entire one-on-one meeting and they will talk from start to finish without stopping about themselves (laughs) and not ask one single question of the other person. We've all been in these (laughs) meetings and I'll let them I'll smile and not. I'll even take notes. I'll act very interested, but probably not going to build a lifelong connection with that person. Probably not the first person I'm going to be thinking of. When you need that kind of service. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Because they did not show much interest in finding out what was going on in my world and how that might pertain. Like there's no link there. Right. You know, I just basically what I took from that meeting is you don't have a lot of emotional intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and I especially take that into consideration for people that I'm going to refer to my clients. Yeah. I want someone that's going to care and take care of them, not someone that's going to basically talk about themselves the whole time. Yeah. So, that's something that I especially take into consideration when I'm referring people out. And I think the ones that I enjoy the most are the ones where it's a two-way street, right? They're interested in your life and what's going on with you. It's not just all about, I need to sell to you, right? They're actually genuinely interested in your life and what you have going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. and… You know how can we help each other? Yeah. That sort yeah. of situation. I much more enjoy those meetings. Yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> me too. No one, no one likes the guy who just talks about himself the no. whole time.
1: And I'm going to say this too. This is my uh, my PDA public service announcement PSA, PSA. PSA, yeah. right? Public service announcement to anyone. I don't care if you do networking, but if you're around people at all, breath mints. <laughs> breath mints. Keep them with you at all times. I'm not even joking. You you know those people that you have to like kind of put your foot out a little bit to make sure they don't get too close Mm -hmm. and you're Mm -hmm. kind of pulling back because their breath is so awful. (laughs) (laughs) And the ones that you're literally like, okay, when is the quickest exit point in this conversation that I can just get away? People do not realize. And that's I don't know about you, but if someone has horrible breath, that is all I'm thinking about. Yeah. They're talking, talking, talking. I'm not hearing a word. I'm like gosh it's yeah. so bad
0: <laughs> yeah. that's what that's when you're texting somebody hey can you call me i need to like fake away out of this conversation
1: yes and yeah. then when it's a situation where you can't break away very quickly like if it's a lunch or something that's the worst because yeah. you can't get away yes. you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> breath mints man that breath mints that is a
0: power <laughs> that is a power tip yes and it's such a small minute investment
1: yes exactly <laughs>
0: Watch your breath, people. Watch yes, your breath. Yes,
1: exactly. If that's the number one thing you take away from today. That's good. Breathments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this has been good. Good topic, Chris. Yeah.
0: This, this Glad was, you'd come up with it. This, this was good, and I th- I've learned a lot, and, and I hope everybody is now walking into their next one-on-one, their next networking meeting with at least – Fresh breath.
1: Yeah, like, at it, least. <laughs> I
0: hope they learn some other stuff, but at yes. least fresh breath.
1: All right. So if anyone's interested in podcasting, where could they find you guys?
0: Yes. Um, we make podcasting very easy. You can reach out to us, freedonation.live. You can find out more information about us there. Or reach out to me, email Chris, K-R-I-S, at freedonation.live.
1: And as an added bonus, he'll be your co-star, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like love me- to sit- volunteering you to other people <laughs> yes
0: but if you're going to sit next to me you have to ha- have fresh breath like that's a requirement from now on
1: <laughs> yes that is important thank you guys for joining us today this is lindsey klein with the honest accurate bookkeeping performed on time you can find us at s a k l i n e s-a-k-l-i-n-e.com Phone number in Dallas is 214-396-5020. And we have a San Antonio office now, 210-510-4129. We'd love to help anyone who is interested in getting bookkeeping services. Or if you know of anyone, please send them our way. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great week. Until next time, bye-bye.
0: By the Books is presented by Secline. Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Secline services, Or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit Secline.com or email info at Secline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not, and is not, intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.